Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. everyone. Welcome to today's Friday Forum. Job openings in the USA have hit record levels with 11.5 million available roles, according to new government data. So what does this mean for job seekers? It's time to polish your resume. Whether you're new to the game or a seasoned professional, there's a common goal to find a job. During today's conversation, you'll learn from career experts and PR professionals on what to do to stand out in today's crowded market, tips for building an eye-catching resume, and you'll also hear from a recruiter who will tell you exactly what employers are looking for when hiring PR and communication professionals. Thank you for joining us today. We also want to hear your burning questions, so please add any comments um, from whichever platform you are joining um, in the chat um, functionality. So first off, I'd like to introduce Adriana. She is a DEI committee member for PRSA Silicon Valley. She is a graduating public relations senior from San Jose State and currently works full-time at Hartnell College. She interns part-time at Precious Stone PR as a public relations and design coordinator. Adriana first got involved in PRSA Silicon Valley when she became a member of our DEI committee. DEI is important to Adriana as she has been seeing firsthand the impact it brings to people like herself, a Latina from an underserved community and undocumented. After graduation in this May, she aspires to get more involved in the PR world and continue to network with PR professionals. Thanks so much, Adriana. I'll turn it over to you to begin the discussion. Thank you so much, Megan. Um, and thank you all of you for being here, joining us at this Friday Forum. We are uh, so lucky to be here with such wonderful speakers today. And I would like to introduce all of you to uh, Phoebe Nguyen, who is a peer specialist at Build.com. And Phoebe is a public relations specialist a specialist at build.com where she manages various external facing uh, communications platforms such as corporate communications, content creation, media relations, and um, uh, thorough leadership development. Uh, prior to joining, she was at Hotwire Global PR Agency where she supported Fortune 500 companies and brands with business to business or B2B and B2C uh, communications programs. Uh, coming uh, from an agency background, Phoebe enjoys working in a fast-paced environment, me too. Um, she loves storytelling and creating narratives that resonate with audiences across industries. Phoebe uh, graduated from the University of California, Berkeley with a Bachelor's um, uh, of Arts in Media Studies. She takes pride in being first-generation uh, professional and is passionate about helping new grads succeed with uh, PR and communications industry. Thank you for being here, Phoebe. Um, and then next, I would love to introduce all of you to Oscar Garcia, who is the Chief Empowerment Officer at Aspia Con Consulting, Inc. 
Um, and Oscar is the founding chief empowerment officer at um, Aspira Consulting, uh, a Silicon Valley training and consulting firm providing culturally relevant career and leadership programs. He is an introvert consult, uh, internal speaker, international speaker, I, sorry. Oscar has given over 500 seminars and trained over 20,000 professionals across five continents. His training style it is of a uh, practitioner. Um, yeah, did I get that right? Yeah, he actively participates. Um, he actively uh, practices what he uh, trains others to do. He is an ESL student turned contributing author to a Hispanic Stars Rising Volume Two, The New Face of Power, where his story I am a minority highlights the importance of embracing the struggle, valuing our identity and the power of vulnerability. As a chief empowerment officer, Oscar empowers you so opportunities come to you. Thank you for being here, Oscar. Thank you, Adriana, I really, really appreciate it. And then next, but um, last but not least, is Wendy Britton. Uh, she is the HR director at Boca Communications. Wendy has been um, a, an HR leader for over 20 years working uh, with public relations and advertising agencies throughout California. She started her PR agency career on the account side, which gives her valuable insight into uh, what makes an agency tick and how to best assist PR pros cultivate their own careers. While she manages all aspects of human resources, her favorite part of her job is working alongside colleagues. From recent grads to seasoned pros, to her uh, to help them solve problems and identify opportunities for personal and professional growth. When she is not uh, when she's not people whispering, Wendy is silver um, is a, a silversmith and turquoise hoarder, where she is an avid knitter. Her cat, Gladys, supervises all her work, and we got a chance to meet Gladys earlier, so she's such a wonderful kitten. Thank, Thank you. So much. you all have to meet her, but she does like to see who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, all of you, for being here. Um, so, yeah, resume building and, you know, could be such a tricky thing for all of us, especially people like myself who are just, you know, joining the industry. You know, we have burning questions, and I'm sure a lot of our audience here will have similar questions. Um, so today, you know, let's get started and, and see, you know, what can we do to help people like me and, you know, like our audience get their answers, um, you know, get their questions answered and see how can we better get out there to the industry and see, you know, what are people like you seeing out there? So um, without further ado, let's let's start our questions. Um, okay, so uh, let's see, Oscar and Wendy, what are some of the best resumes you have seen? Uh, what made them stand out to, like what made them stand out to you? Um, you know, on like, you know, what are some common mistakes that people make? You know, what advice do you have for, for people like that, that, you know, I'm sure you've seen that and we all we all hear that, you know, oh, if your resume is bad, it's gonna go to the trash. Is that true? Wendy, go ahead. Sure, happy to. I mean, really the best resumes that I see, and I see a lot, um, the best resumes that I see are easy to read and tell the story of you. 
Um, we're all communicators. We're in, we're in PRSA here, right? We're all communicators. We're used to communicating for our companies or our clients. And um, sometimes it's hard, though, to tell your own story. So um, you need to get into that mindset. And um, you know, if you've worked at an agency or at a company before, then you know, try, try to, when you're telling that story, to include that too. I want to know who your clients were or what kind, you know, what kind of industry you were in or what kind of, you know, I, I mostly work with tech companies. So what kind of technology um, clients are you working with? So, um, you know, really the best, the, the best resumes that I see are, number one, easy to read. I'm, you know, I, I'm not having to look at tiny, tiny font crammed into something. Um, and it's you know, laid out nicely. And then it also um, tells your story. Yeah, no, that's, yes. Uh, and to piggyback on Wendy, uh, listen, folks, I'm going to keep things really simple, OK? Because that's how my brain works here. <laughs> um, but, uh, a great resume is one that is tailored to the position. Mm. Like Wendy said, it is also um, uh, you're highlight you're telling a story in a very concise manner, but you're telling a story of who you are, what your skill sets are, and how much of a badass your accomplishments are. And I know we're probably going to get into it a little bit because we some of us have a challenge about bragging, mm. but. Listen, there's a time and a place for everything, okay? There's a time when I'm going to let you know I am numero uno, okay? You don't need to look at any more resumes because Wendy's eyeballs are like bloodshot from seeing so many resumes. So those are some things that, uh, I mean, there's a lot more, but those, I just, like I said, I just want to keep it simple for everyone here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can add more onto that. Uh, I think... We're going to talk about a little bit, but I think formatting is really important. You know, like I know that I've heard a lot of HR, uh, HR assistant or like, you know, recruiters, they only use like, they only spend like 30 minutes max to look at your resume. So you're going to make sure that's in the format and like where the, their eyes are going to go, like when they look at your resume. And um, so like, just make sure that's like consistent, easy for them to read. Another thing is, you know, they always have like a one page resume because I've seen a lot of people that have two pages resume, uh, which, you know, time consuming. I don't know if that's going to be condensed enough that to tell your story. Yeah. I don't know. I, I regarding the one and the two page, you hear a lot of I think everybody's different. Every recruiter's different. Every hiring mm -hmm. manager is different, um, just as every job seeker is different. Um, I really don't mind two pages if if the information that is there is relevant and you know as, as Oscar said too it's concise um, believe it or not I have re I think the longest resume I've received was 14 pages and it was ridiculous oh, wow. <laughs> and I don't normally get those but you know sometimes I'll get somebody who's just fresh in their career that's got four or five pages and and it's probably a lot of unnecessary information mm -hmm. but if you've had a lot of internships um, you know, you might, you might need like an extra half a page or something like that. And I'm really okay with that. Um, because it's easier to read than one page where you're cramming everything into seven point font. And, um, I'm of an age right now where it's really hard to read tiny font. So think about your older recruiters. 
That's that's great. And thank you so much, uh, uh, Fabi, for for bringing in the the aspect of, of formatting because that actually leads on leads us into our next question, which is when it comes to resume building, how important is uh, formatting? Do you recommend people use Photoshop or um, Canva uh, to create you know fancy templates, or uh, you know do hiring managers prefer something like sleek? You know. Um, Nowadays, I'm I'm particularly struggling with that because I went into Canva and I said, you know, PR resumes and all of them had pictures. Is that I mean, is the industry changing or is, changing. is that or is that like no, like it needs to be black and white and just very straightforward. And Oscar, do you have I I feel like I'm talking a lot. Do you have something you want to say about No, that? yeah, I I do have a lot Wendy to to say. <laughs> um but no. Um, yes, formatting, because again, you want to make it easy on the eye, on the on the reader, um, the ATS system, you know, the tracking and, and yeah. so forth. Um, but I tell you, the, the best format or the best resume is one your your network hands over to the hiring manager. And I and 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 I come from the perspective that I have been in many situations where I had zero experience. My competition had 25 years of experience. Uh, the executive board loved her. I had like no business applying and I got hired. Mm. I got to tell you, it wasn't yeah. necessarily my resume. Mm -hmm. It was a combination of things. Mm -hmm. So that, so the formatting, you know, the question to me when I hear it said formatting, that's like uh, going to your nutritionist and saying, is it healthy to eat apples? Well, yes, Oscar, but you also need to eat other things too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and to kind of piggyback on that too, um, I mean, it is, you know, the, the, with the, you know, the invention of Canva and all of that. Yeah. Things are changing. I use Canva. I mean, I use it, I use it for my other, my other job. Um, you know, cause I like creative stuff too. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to pass over a resume just because it doesn't have, you know, fancy formatting or a photo on it. Um, I'm not going to pass it up because it does have that either. I'm really more interested in, and you know, like Oscar said too, sometimes it's, it's, you know, not what, you know, but who, you know, too, it's, it's that networking. But, um, I, I feel like it, it's content, you know, the content is, is really what I'm looking at. I'm looking at your experience. I'm looking at what you've done. I am looking at, you know, are there any typos? Um, cause I'll tell you we're in PR and if I see a typo, then it goes, it, it does go to the bottom of the pile if I see a typo. So, you know, you want to be, that, that's what I'm looking at more than the fancy stuff, but I'm okay with that too. Okay. And, and I'll, then, I'll break it up for me, to be honest, because you know, <laughs> otherwise you see a lot of black and white. So. And then we do have a question from uh, Paul um, on Facebook and, um, you know, he says that that is a great question. Thank you. I know because I am, you know, looking into new opportunity. So I'm, I'm struggling with that. So they are asking, um, if resumes, you know, with highly formatted resumes, do, does it affect the AI resume screening software? Can anyone provide any tips and tricks on that? You know, um, in ways in which we as, you know, potential, uh, candidates can bypass, you know, the AI and all of that is, is, you know, I did, I particularly before this, I didn't yeah. know that was a, that was a thing. I mostly use LinkedIn for recruiting um, and I have the LinkedIn recruiter. And so 
I mean, anybody who applies and, you know, if they pass my screening questions, then I'm going to see them. Um, you know, sometimes it might take a while because I'll tell you, when I open up like intern or AC roles, I get hundreds of resumes in. So sometimes it might take me a while to see them. But, um, it, you know, it's the, I don't think the AI is affecting me so much working with small agencies, with larger agencies working with, um, you know, more robust ATSs. It might be the case. Yeah, I can add on to that, that I agree with the sentiment in terms of, you know, like having an ATS system, because when I was in college, everyone was super like, you know, people from my from my major or people that were also do interested in creative career. Everyone was so interested in, you know, having like a creative resume. And I had one for a moment. And then um, I think I had mentor a mentor told me that, you know, like if you are not pursuing a career that in creative, oh. um, there's less that uh, less a need to have a created resume you know because one thing that's you know like we said about like going through an ats system that might make your resume not scannable yeah. once and that's going to lose your chance of you know being read being going through a system so you know think about that in terms of like tech company big tech company right now that hiring so that could be like a factor into that okay yeah. and then and then charlene on on um LinkedIn is also saying that, uh, you know, she assumes that there is a difference between big companies and smaller companies that do, you know, um, hiring, you know, manually and all of that. So um, similar to what you were saying, Phoebe. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And then um, this question is for Phoebe. Um, so Phoebe, you just uh, recently made the switch from agency to in-house. Can you walk us through some of the strategies you use to, you know, crafting your resume to this role? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I could start, I think my biggest tips is, you know, like once when you are looking for jobs, you know, once you make want to make a move into in-house is to do your research and network. Um, so, you know, like after you've been working at your agency for a while, so you, you know, you have to know like what type of industries that you are interested in. Do you want to work with, you know, B2B clients? You want to work with a B2C company, or are you interested in, you know, like video game or cybersecurity, you know, there's like different niches that you find yourself more interested in compared to other clients. And then, you know, and then within different niche, there's like different types of companies that are that uh, with the roles that you're interested in. So look into like those different kind of companies and like do and see that the roles that they having. Um, and then my other one, my other thought is, you know, like after you know the company, you know the job description, like important to really tailor your resume to the job description that they're having. That's like the. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> we are in a virtual world. She, so. was, she was on a roll. Like, like, I know. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Uh, did I start with the Taylor? Did you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so I was talking about just tailoring your resume. Um, one thing I'm going to talk about this later, but I keep a work journal for myself. So, you know, like for any new grads or young professional, I really recommend keeping a work journal so that you document everything you do in a week, you know, because sometimes 
we get so busy caught up with you know what's going on every day like pr life is so fast paced so just like take a moment at the end of the day just note everything you do and then at the end of the week i usually usually spend like five to ten minutes like writing down what are some of the takeaway what are the summary what are some learning some wins some of things that i need to work on and that really really helpful once you um begin to like drafting your resume. So I look at those like work journals and then I can see that, oh, these are the results that I am adding to my my, my career. And then, um, yeah, so like that I can really help me to tailor my resume in a way that's like I have an impact and my bullets points are result oriented and what are the stats that I added into that. Um, and then lastly, I think I talked about network before, but I think that's the major, major key in applying. I um, was able to go in, in house through uh, a LinkedIn connection that I found online and, you know, like talking to the hiring manager herself and I, I was able to gain a connection with her. Um, so I think people in PR, they know each other, but, you know, like network using LinkedIn or tools like that is like the best way for you, for us to like get on top of the, the recruiting piles, like the resume pile and be able to get your, um, your name out there. Thank you. And then um, our next question is for Wendy and Oscar. Uh, can you tell us about the importance of including metrics in a resume? You know, for example, having a bullet that leads with like lead media outreach for new product announcement resulting in 35 pieces of coverage in top tier uh, and trade press. Yeah. You know, is that something that you're like advising people to do? I, I know Phoebe was talking about like bullet points and like sentences and, you know, is that something that people are doing? It is. Well, it's something people should be doing. Not enough people are doing it. And, you know, I, I, I help my friends. I help former colleagues. I have been paid to help people write their resumes. And that is one of the things that I always recommend. I always try to pull that information out of them when I'm helping them. Um, and, and, you know, Phoebe, you talked about keeping a work journal. That is so helpful when it comes down to writing, you know, when you're getting your resume ready for your next, your next role. Yeah. That is so helpful because then you can just kind of go back and, you know, highlight, maybe highlight as you've got your work journal, highlight some of those key accomplishments that, that, you know, that you should, that you're proud of, you know, something that you've done. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then you can, you know, you can add those to, to it. You in addition to that, you know, you can also ask a manager who you trust or a coworker who you've worked with to help them, you know, kind of brainstorm with you too. If you don't have your work journal, you know, talk, talk to people that, that know your, know you and know your work and, um, you know, have them help you. I'm, you know, you don't have to do your resume all by yourself. It's, you know, you, you can get help. So, but yeah, it's super important. Yes. I think those concrete examples, uh, are very important. I used to work uh, in the tech industry in sales. And so, especially in sales to be able to show your, whatever your close ratio, your call ratio, you know, how many calls you made, um, the quota that you, uh, carried and, you know, what was the percentage, you know, that you, uh, attained, et cetera. And so forth. those are all very, very important things because it, you know, listen, it's one, one thing to tell your partner you love them, but another thing is to actually go buy those roses. 
Thank you. And we do have another comment from Judith on uh, LinkedIn that says, I think it's a good, um, it's good to customize a resume for each assignment. Use keywords, reference the areas uh, of expertise that are asking, that they are asking for, et cetera. Make it easy for the reader to say, yes, this is the individual who knows how to focus on what I need. Uh, that is encouraging. One of the other elements to avoid is self uh, praise and um, adjectives. Um, stick with facts that make a point. Um, you know, awards, promotions, and we'll talk a little bit more about awards and all of the things because we do have a question about that. So um, our next question is for Oscar. Um, so Oscar, one of the key areas of uh, uh, Aspira Consulting is providing culturally re relevant professional development programs. Can you tell us a little bit more about um, the specific guidance uh, you provide to first-generation emerging professionals when it comes to job seeking and uh, tips and strategies? Yes, yeah, so thank you for, for asking that. So <clears throat> um, as a first-generation minority professional, we still have to overcome way more hoops than you know um, other folks do. And after having trained so many young professionals, professionals in general, there's three things that I've that I realized that many of us struggle. And I don't care if you're just starting off in your career or if you are a CEO in, in between. I see this all across the board. Number one is we struggle with embracing our journey. We're embarrassed about it or we don't know how to translate our journey into a career narrative from a positive perspective. In fact, let me tell you, I actually don't like the word first generation. It has a negative connotation. I mean, think about it. When Neil Armstrong was the first human to land on the moon, on our history books, we call him a pioneer. We don't call him a first generation moon lander. <laughs> right. And so, one, embracing our journey. Number two, valuing our identity. If you notice, you read in my bio, ESL turned author, introvert. Those are like, I'm embracing where I come from and I am damn proud of it because it's made me that journey, those struggles made me who I am today. And then the third piece about cultural relevance is the power of vulnerability. So many of us struggle with that. I don't care what color of the rainbow you are, but the foundation to being able to develop a strong network and really nourishing relationships is to lead with vulnerability. Because when you lead with vulnerability, that's when you begin to develop authentic relationships. Otherwise, they just become these high school friends, you know, followers, Facebook, you know, friends, whatever. <laughs> That's what I mean. And that's, I teach that in my trainings um, on the career leadership development trainings that, that I do to really help, uh, again, first generation minority professionals embrace those three things. Because once we embrace those three things, there's self empowerment. We're going to be okay if we get rejected. Because Oscar Garcia doesn't need 10 job offers. I just need one mm -hmm. that matches the skills that I bring. Yeah. and values who I am and that I, and those values of the company matches mine. If not, like we say in Spanish, me vale. <laughs> 
I, 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 I totally get what you're saying. And um, a lot of people are feeling right now, you know, uh, Charlene again on uh, LinkedIn is saying embrace and value. Yes. And, um, you know, a LinkedIn user is saying, Oscar, you're so inspirational. Mm -hmm. And I have to agree with you, Oscar. You know, um, my bio also mentioned my vulnerability or embracing my, my you know, my um, identity, which is being undocumented. And that is something that I try to inspire other undocumented students to embrace their identity and their challenges. So I'm, I'm we're on the same page. Uh, um, okay. And then our next question is for Phoebe. Um, I know um, you are also passionate about uplifting and empowering first-generation professionals or pioneers, uh, pioneer professionals. Uh, what advice do you have for um, pioneer grads applying for agency roles? Are mm -hmm. there specific skill sets you're, um, you know, you think are worth highlighting? Yes. Um, thank you, Asuka. I love that answer that you just said. It's just like really inspiring to me as well. Like you said, you know, as like the first gen or the pioneer, um, like first person to graduate in my family. So that just, I, I love hearing that. Um, so I just, adding on to that from what Asuka said, I think um, be your best advocate is what I really, really, recommend i think that as you know the first person to graduate you it really comes with a lot of imposter syndrome um you know for me personally you know once like even if i like i got into a school that i really i like i wish it's like a dream school i would still feel that i like this is i'm not i'm not good enough to be there or you know if i have a job like i got a job that i really really love right. um at some time i felt like oh i'm not good enough for this job and just like this imposter syndrome that's um that's a lot of like the first yeah first gen of pioneers that have to overcome so i think knowing that and knowing your worth and then know that be your best advocate for yourself um that would be like that was something that i really took upon and i really learned from that um, from for the questions on advice, um, I would say that um, for first gens or for people that you know like have to struggle um, working in different, you know, like for me personally, I uh, prior to having a career, I did have to work a lot of different jobs, and I'm sure that's like you know a lot of the people um, first gens or pioneers that have to work multiple jobs, and you know being able to change that perspective you know my some of the job might be not the fanciest you might work with you know, your food i work in retail for like five years before i have a career in, in pr right now so able to channel that and able to use those work experience and change that into re, like impact like result um into like impactful results and be able to put in your resume so just like put a different perspective thinking that you know i work we lost her again, but I agree. My internet keep uh, keep running out whenever I'm speaking. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so my uh, going back to that, I was saying that you know, like through my experience working in retail, you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. I um, I communicate with you know over a hundred clients per day, and then I really get to excel my communication skills. I got to excel working in a fast-paced environment. I knew how to be adaptable. I knew how to be an active listener. And those are really useful skills for PR, for applying to agency role. It's just having the mindset that, you know, like 
using those skills and those results into your resume when applying. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I personally struggle with that. I work in education and, um, you know, I'm a program assistant. So I, I have that challenge and my, 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 you know, my colleagues are helping me as, you know, yeah. Wendy was saying, you don't have to do it alone. My colleagues are helping me put, you know, that brain and brainstorm ideas in which I can translate that into PR. So, so it, it helps, it helps when you work with other people and it helps when you mm -hmm. are have you know you have that self-confidence to know what you're doing so um i totally agree phoebe yeah um, and our next question um as we're getting you know a little bit towards the the end of the questions this one will be for all of our panelists um so starting with wendy i find that some people struggle um you know to brag uh, about themselves and their achievements this can be a challenge when writing a resume because people often don't know where to start, or they simply have trouble articulating their accomplishments and skill sets, you know, what advice do you have for folks experiencing these challenges? I am particularly that person. I, my colleagues were like, did you do a resume? Did you do a resume? I was like, no, no, don't ask me. No, because I, 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 I'm really bad about bragging or articulating my success, even though I am very confident. Yep. And I, number one, it's, it is hard, it's hard to brag on yourself. And I'll tell you, especially for women, and I'm not saying solely women, but women throughout the generations, we have been trained and it's been ingrained in us not to brag and, and, you know, to be demure and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I find that when I am, when, when I, yeah, when I'm looking at, at resumes, for example, I tend to see a lot more confidence sometimes in the resumes that are coming from the guys than I do from the women. Um, even at work, you know, you find um, sometimes, you know, the, the guys are asking for the raises and the promotions a lot more than the women. So it's something that's kind of ingrained in us. Again, not solely, but, but um, you know, with something we've had to fight for generations. And all of us, male or female, um, yeah, when we're putting together our resumes, we do need to brag about ourselves. I mean, really, that's kind of what it, what it's about. Um, you know, I saw Judith's comment about self praise, and I think that there's a balance there. Um, you know, I see some resumes or cover letters that um, are a little over the top, and you know, aren't necessarily backed up with the metrics that we talked about earlier. Um, so I think that that's where where those metrics really can come in um, to help to help you brag about yourself, to help you share with the hiring managers and the recruiters um, why they should be hiring you. What have you what have you done? You know, what, what are your accomplishments? What have you done that is going to help them? It's going to make them want you to be part of the team. And again, we've talked about this before, too. Um, talk to your, you know, talk to the people who know you best, you know, who, who know your skills and know your experiences, whether it's a manager or team members and ask them, you know, hey, I'm putting together my resume and I'm struggling with this. What, what would you brag? What would you brag about, you know, about me, about my skills and experiences? If you were talking to me about somebody, if you were, if you were, you know, telling somebody, hey, you, you should hire Phoebe or Adriana or Oscar. Um, so, you know, get, get help with that. But it's, it's important, you know, it's important that you that you find a way to brag on yourself. Yeah, I, uh, Wendy, I agree with you that you know you you uh, at the beginning you you talked about bragging 
from a gender, you know, perspective. And, and I think there's also a cultural You're right. perspective to, yeah. to it. I know as Latinos, um, we, in, in Latino culture, um, we grew up um, being told, you know, no seas presumido, you know, don't be a show off. Yep. Uh, and I mean, I remember my dad constantly telling me, hey son, you know what? Don't, don't boast about what you're doing. Let your actions speak louder than your words. And see, to some extent that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't go around telling everyone I'm the best at whatever it is I do. But as I mentioned earlier, there's a time and a place for everything. So like, think about yeah. when we um, apply to college and you're filling out the college application and that you're writing that personal statement. Mm-hmm. You need to tell that college that you are the best student for that university or college that you're applying to. Mm-hmm. When, again, on that cover letter, that resume, on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right. and then pack like, it up with what your accomplishments were. Yes, like yeah. let them. That's yeah. when you know you're supposed to, right? Uh, uh, to let the, the world know. I think what happens is, it, and or what, what we also need to do is we need to reframe the bragging. In that, bragging is when you're just constantly boasting about yourself. I don't want to talk to anyone like that. I don't want to hang out with anyone like that. But when you are highlighting your accomplishments and their facts that's not bragging in fact i i mean i'm honored to be here with bb and you uh adriana i mean you guys are amazing the three of you like yeah yeah you guys are you guys are impressive yes that's not bragging oh my my gosh i'm humbled thank god i'm not wasn't in school with adriana because i'll be copying off your papers (laughs) yeah i love that (laughs) like yeah like i love what you both were saying um I, I agree. I think it's it's mostly you know reframing reframing the mindset. Like it's instead of writing, it's just more like embracing your experiences and what what you achieve for the role. So I I would say, um, yeah, like you know I have a lot of friends or like myself personally. Like when going to writing a resume and they were like, oh, I work in retail. I didn't learn anything. Well, but you did. Like these are like. The achievement, yeah, that's like you, you accomplished so, so much. So you have to show that how have you grown since being in this position, you know, like make that into a metric. So like you serve how many amount of customer, you help save this company by how many percentage, like you help the profits, you know, like turn that mindset, change that mindset and turn it into like an action oriented results that you accomplished and that's that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, all of you. And then we do have another comment from Judith, who you know is very relevant to the conversation. And I am skipping uh, Gerald's um, comment for now because maybe I, I should um, po- um, talk about it later. But uh, she says to say that you are high um, high potential or a, uh, a special achiever is not as effective as saying I was hired as an assistant account executive and was promoted to account executive in 10 months after working with a client who commented, quote, what the client said, this is very uh, powerful and completely factual. Um, this is what Oscar is saying, avoid making judgment judgments. So is this something that we can put in a resume? Totally. Mm-hmm. I, I I second that. So I think I love that. So I did I didn't put that in my resume, but I actually I did put it in my resume when I applied to the in-house role, and I also spoke about it. You know, like how I was able to move fast within the company when I started out. You know, as 
an um, assistant AE, and then I was moved into AE position within, I think, eight months. So that was something that really highlighted when I was highlighted in my conversation with the hiring manager. And I, I put it in my resume, and I think I would highly recommend doing that. Thank you. Yeah, that gives me a lot of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then um, we we did have a question about you know to Phoebe about uh, ways in which you know you track your your success. But I know you talked about the 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 diary. Is there any other um, ways or any other tips that perhaps any of the other panelists have or Phoebe any other things? I know uh, one of my colleagues said just have a general resume that you can just you know everything that you do you can tailor it and then just you know just put it you know, depending on the on the job that you're doing, you could just put it into that specific resume. Is that, you know, are people doing any other things that you all want to share? I can share. I have different uh, ways I keep track. Um, I think work journal is important. Another thing is that I, um, so I like to keep a screenshots, like screenshots folder of like every accomplishments or any like compliments that I get from my job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like it just like, kind of like this folder that I keep to myself or whenever like, um, like, you know, like an SVP or a senior leader, they compliment me and I was supposed to, you know, just to save that and be able to look at it, you know, in the future or like show that to my uh, managers for like any like races or promotions. Mm -hmm. That's really, really helpful. And, you know, being yeah. able to, well, you can also turn that into your resume to like how this, my work that I did that really impacted the leadership team. Um, and then, being able to share your accomplishments with your managers in your one-on-one -on -one with, with them or like your skip managers and um, to show that your achievement with them and have the, so for them to have the visibility across your, your work. Thank you. And then, so let's talk about a little bit, we're on our second to last question. So let's talk about our um, cover letters. Some people love them, some people hate them. Um, some people love to write them, some people love to hate to write them. Um, you know, either way, um, are some companies still, you know, some people are still asking for them. What are some do's and don'ts when um, when it comes to writing cover, uh, cover letter? So let's start with Oscar. Yeah, um, yeah, start with the guy who doesn't like to write. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, folks, okay, I'd rather flip on a camera and do a video here or an audio, okay? Mm -hmm. um, but no, um, so what I'm seeing is uh, it kind of depends on the industry. And um, honestly, seriously, I do keep my fingers sort of crossed when, like, you know, when I was would apply for a job, I'm like, oh, I hope they don't request a cover letter, you know. But if they do, um, the cover letter is an opportunity where you can, in a little more detail, give, talk about yourself, your experience. Basically, it's like you're telling your career story. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. This is some of the roles that I've taken up that are relevant to that opportunity. My accomplishments. What is it that you know you like about the company or the industry? You know your values uh, with it, and you're just putting it again in a maybe in a one or two paragraphs, just very concise manner uh, that you're putting this uh, cover letter uh, together to complement your resume. Yeah. 
Yeah, I um, I totally agree. I also hate to write them, love to read them. Um, <laughs> I, as, as somebody who is recruiting communicators, a cover letter helps me to understand how you write. Um, it gives me a sense of, you know, can you string two sentences together without a typo? Um, it, it also is just an introduction to you. It's just, it's an introduction to your resume. It's just, a, you know, you just, you just need a, a, a few paragraphs, nothing big. I got one the other day that was three pages long, tiny font. And, oh my God. Oh, wow. you know, and I, honestly, it just, it kind of told me this person, you know, we're, we're having to, we're having to get the attention of journalists. And um, the journalists aren't going to want that. And this person had been in their career long enough to probably know that, you know. Um, so, so it's like, okay, you know, I need to think about this one. Maybe I'm not necessarily going to just throw it away, but it made me pause. So, you know, think about how you write your resumes. Think about from a from a PR perspective, you know, because we're all in PR. So, how are you PRing yourself in a cover letter? I love that. I definitely learned something new from Wendy today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely did not know, you know, like how HR uh, recruiters are like HR executive consider cover letters when it comes to PR and calls. So that's really, really helpful. Um, for me, all of them do that, by the way, BB. I don't know. I might, you know, I might be on my own with that. With, with that um, opinion, you know, or the, uh, but I do like to read a good cover letter. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I would say for me, I never got, I never submit, a, I never submit my, like the jobs I have currently, I can never have to submit the cover letter yeah. through, yeah. So I submit cover letter before, but th those are the jobs that I end up not getting. So, <laughs> so I have biased opinion about that. Um, so, but I think when it comes that you would have to write a cover letter, then I would make sure that, you know, these are some key notes that when it comes to, for me to write a cover letter, it is, it should be different from your resume. That's obvious. You know, it's, I like to keep my cover letters, like my resume one page, uh, and then keep it concise. And it should definitely tell a story, like tell your story, like how Oscar said, um, elaborate beyond like what you share in your resume and it's a good chance to like add in, you know, any, any like metrics or any results that you have. Um, and it may, it should feel like you're talking to the person that's reading. Okay. It's an important part too. It's like you have a conversation with them um, and be able to deliver it in one page. Um, and, oh, and then another thing is just don't copy and paste for like all the job descriptions. You have to put in a ton of effort to do your research, to customize your cover letters. That's important. It's like pitching. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As as someone who has been in, in, you know, a hiring committee, I I can tell you that, you know, I've I've had to look at, you know, job descriptions and be very, you know, with you know, HR policies and, you know, equal employment opportunities. You know, we very just look for specific things. And you 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 can tell people that are just applying for random things and see what's mm -hmm and people who really do take their time. So, so cover letters do, do matter, I think, um, because that's where they explain, they go further in depth 
about your resume because some people have again all these questions should i write sentences should i write just bullet points should i write my skills should i rate my skills you know i know that's something new that you know i've seen on canva so that's also something like a hundred percent in public speaking oh yeah all of that so yeah that's that's something i've seen and i'm struggling with that but anyway um just keep it simple okay yeah Thank you. See, I'm going to go and edit a lot of things and, <laughs> and be like, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, we're at, you know, our last question, which is a lightning round. Um, so what are your um, top three pieces of advice for people who are currently jobs uh, searching, uh, such as do's and don'ts? I'll go. Um, top three, I've got to do a do and a don't. Um, number one, network. Network through LinkedIn. Network through the people you know. Uh, if you're on Facebook, and I think a lot of people are, but not everybody, but there's a group called PR Divas. Look up PR Divas, and it's PR people, it's a lot of senior people, honestly, but it's a place where you can go and kind of see what's happening, what people are looking for. I just saw somebody the other day post a resume of somebody they were, they were presenting as a potential intern for somebody. So it's, it's a good place to network. Um, but I'll tell you, I, I've been, I've been in the, I've been in the PR and marketing world for a really long time. And both on the account side and on the human resources side. And other than the very first job I got out of college, which was not PR, um, but other than the very first job, every single job I've got has been not through, not, not through applying somewhere. It's been through who I knew. It's been somebody, or it's been a network group that I'm on where somebody said, hey, I'm looking for somebody to help do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm free. I got time. So, and that, yeah, that goes for jobs as well as freelance opportunities that I've done. So networking is, is going to help you so much. Um, also, proofread my other do, proofread your resume. Proofread, proofread your resume and have another pair of eyes do it too. Don't rely on your own eyes. Um, and then my don't is don't give up. It's, it's, you know, you're not going to get every job you apply for um, by a long shot, but just keep going, keep working all the avenues that you have and um, just keep persevering. You're going to find the right job for you. You really are. So that's fine. Love that. I, can go, um, I can go next. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think Wendy spoke a lot about all of my tips I have, so I have to think of you <laughs> I had network as my top number one tips too. Um, I would say one of my uh, tips is be grateful for all the jobs that you have. Like you want to have people on your side, you know, like once it comes to like applying for new jobs, you would want to have someone who vouch for you, someone that, you know, can give you a reference, like, like a, a reference letter. So, you know, always be grateful for every job. Mm. BB, come back. There we go. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. Be grateful for the jobs that you have and you want to make sure people on your site for you know anything that's when it comes to like reference letters, things like that. My second tips is have a mentor. 
um, you know, need someone that can give yeah. guidance, someone that can look at like a fresh, like another pair of eye to look at your resume for you. Someone that you can come to when you ask questions about, you know, if this job's how like on your applying process. Um, and the last one I have is just consistency is key. You know, applying, the applying process can be hard and just keep going at it, gives yourself some leeway, some time, and you're gonna find the right job. Love these. This is a great tip. So um, three things that I would encourage people to do. Number one is know your why. Why do you do what you do? And there's two types of why. There's the personal why. So for example, for me, the reason why I agreed to do this, I mean, none of us are getting paid for uh, mm-hmm. to do this, but on a personal level, it's because I love helping other people dream bigger. I love inspiring them and I love helping them. That's on a personal level. Most people don't give a rip about my personal values and stuff like that so the second why and the why that i'm referring to here is what's in it for others what's in it for that company what's in it for the employer which adana you read my why and that is i empower you so opportunities come to you that that has nothing to do with oscar garcia that's about you so that's one number two folks get good at telling your your career story in an uplifting empowering way stop being eeyore boring because you can have a good story, but your delivery is boring. And I'm going to tell you something, okay? I happen, it's happened to me, and maybe it's happened to, you, to Wendy or Phoebe or maybe to other where you meet someone, right? And they're like, uh, then they connect with you on LinkedIn. They're like, hey, Oscar, you know, can you introduce me to blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, okay, my credibility is on the line here. They're going to, I'm going to introduce you to Wendy. And dude, you're boring as heck. I don't introduce Eeyore. Mm-hmm. So, have a great story, be inspiring. And then the third thing, and, and I will add just a little twist to the networking because I 100% believe it uh, in this. Mm. Folks, as an introvert, the word networking scares me. Sure. I, to me, it comes across as being selfish. Like I only need, I'm only talking to Wendy or Phoebe or Anna because I need something from them. The word that I want to add to networking is nourish relationships, folks. Mm. Stop reaching out to your network only when you need a job. That's yeah. what my kids do. They text me. My son, the only time I get a text from him is because I already know I don't even have to open the text. He wants money. <laughs> like, how many of you like it, folks, when your network only reaches out to you, you know, because they need money, need to borrow a card? None of us. Yeah. So then why do you do that to your network? Stop it. Yeah. True. I love that. Thank you. And we do have uh, some comments and questions. We do have about seven minutes left, but um, and a little bit less because we have to do closing. So I'll go super quickly. Um, so one recommendation from Gerald is to make it, um, you know, um, make certain that there is a good balance between white, uh, text and white, uh, white space. Make yeah. it easy for hiring folks to uh, quickly absorb your accomplishments. Thank and, you. Um, <laughs> And then um, I think you all did it, did it, but uh, Judy wanted to hear advice for college students uh, and new grads for internships and PR and comms. But I, I'm pretty sure we, we, we touched on that. But if not, feel free to connect with either of them. And I'm sure they will. They will um... can, I, can I actually add something about sure. the internships? Because again, you guys, if you haven't figured it out, like I'm over here, like I'm a possibility thinker, okay? I don't have to, if I'm, I'm living in the South Bay, I don't always have to take one-on-one to get to San Francisco. There's Highway 1, I can backpack or whatever, okay? So 
most of the time we think of internships as a traditional, right? Like I'm going to apply for this company and et cetera and so forth. And we like put so much value on this. But the reality is, folks, many of us can create opportunities. I have the guy, I have a podcast, Career Talk with OG. I have zero knowledge of it or time or interest in creating the time. And I have now my good friend David one day come to me and he's like, hey, dude, like, I don't have any experience, but I got the time and I'm willing to learn it. I'm like, well, dude, you're more ahead of me than, than you know, than, than I will ever be. Well, Two months later, he comes back, Oscar, I figured out how to do the podcast. And okay. guess what? Now he helps me with my podcast. He's gained experience that he now can take to other folks. And if mm -hmm. he wants to charge money, he can't. But he created that opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. And we are just about out of time, but um, we do have one more minute, but I do want to touch on Judith, who has wonderful comments. Uh, and she says, I think a cover letter has um, as a starting conversation where uh, you know something about the company individual and build on that understanding to customize your message. For example, I read about your company and see what you're involved in, uh, major growth period, um, and a major growth period in which, you know, you might explain certain things. So she goes on, but we are out of time. So yeah. let's uh, welcome uh, Megan back so she can help us at the closing. Thank you. Thank you, Adriana, Phoebe, Oscar, and Wendy. Great discussion today. And thanks to all of our viewers that tuned in and added to the conversation. Um, also want to thank our sponsors uh, for supporting Friday Forum. Uh, we have a variety of topics um, displayed and discussed across our network, not just Silicon Valley, but um, across the US. And we couldn't do it without our sponsors. Hotwire, Manhattan Strategies, and SignalCast. So thank you so much. Thank you everyone for joining. Um, it's a pleasure to have you all on board and Friday Forum is our first happy hour of the day. Leads us into the weekend of fun and I appreciate everyone's time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, for inviting me. Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspedaconsulting.com.